Let me read this again. Luke chapter 17 and verse 16. And he fell down on his face at his feet. So this leper fell down at the, face of, at the feet of Jesus on his face, prostrate before God, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan, which is kind of like a half-breed. So in Samaria... Uh, when Israel was in captivity, it was repopulated with foreigners. So consequently, uh, they were kind of viewed as a half-breed. The Jews did not like them. Their religion and traditions were kind of half-Jewish, and then they would have foreign gods and foreign customs. So they were despised by the Jews. But Jesus, as he was going through Samaria, there were ten lepers there. One was a Samaritan. And uh, this Samaritan came and fell down at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. So I'd like to preach on the thought of a message, not just for Samaritans, but for all of us. Giving him thanks. Giving him thanks. And most of us just had Thanksgiving. If... uh, um, uh, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, you know, one of the parts of celebration is food. Oh, glorious food, right? And, uh, and maybe you still have some leftovers at your house. If not, you don't want them, bring them. I mean, so we're, we love leftovers. In fact, I'm addicted to Thanksgiving leftovers. Green bean casserole. You know what that is? It's fried chicken, okay? That's what it is. It's just the fried onions on top of the whatever you eat. I mean, I could eat, just put fried on something and I could eat anything, okay? I was, I'll eat fried dirt, right? As long as there's enough fried on the top, okay? But I'm addicted to Thanksgiving leftovers. Say, preacher, you really addicted? Yes! Well, how do you break an addiction to Thanksgiving leftovers? Well, I just had to quit cold turkey. <laughs> There's, that was, yeah, you knew it, right? It was coming. We find in our Bible reading that Jesus, it came to pass in Luke chapter 17, that, and I really think that, you know, someone said one of the greatest things in their Bible, that their favorite scripture was it came to pass. It's like, what do you mean? Not John 3, 16? No, it came to pass. Say, so why? Because no matter what comes in our life, it came to pass. It's not gonna it's not gonna last forever. And you know it's a hard time, but it came to pass. And I'm thankful that God loves us and He will not allow us to be tempted above that we are able, but will with the temptation make a way of escape that we may be able to bear it. It came to pass. Well, Jesus is passing through, and the Bible says, as he went to Jerusalem. He passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. He was coming through. You know that when blind Bartimaeus in a different scripture, when he began to cry out to Jesus and worship Jesus, people told him to be quiet, but he cried the much more a great deal. And you know, if you read that scripture, Jesus, of course, stopped and he called, had blind Bartimaeus called and his sight was restored. Well, do you know that Jesus never passed that way again? 
You see, Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem to be crucified. And you know, sometimes when Jesus is passing through and you come to a church service and God begins to deal with your heart about something, he may pass by and not deal with you about it again. So if God's dealing with your heart, God brings something to the surface. Maybe it's time that we say, hey, God, that's me. I need to do something about that because Jesus may never pass that way again. That's not a threat, preacher. It's a promise. But God's passing by now. And if you feel certain emotions, maybe it's God dealing with your hearts when he's passing by. He passed by and it got into these leprous men. So the leprous men, they, a leprosy is... I've, I've read a little bit about it, and it might not even be just leprosy. There were a bunch of diseases. There were chronic skin disorders. They could not get rid of them. And uh, they could be something that you would just kind of carry with you, and it would be an outbreak on your skin. And they didn't have COVID, but they had quarantine. So what they would do is they would tell you to stay away from society. And you'd have to put a covering on your upper lip. Doesn't that sound like a mask? <laughs> so these people knew all about that. They'd have to cry unclean. COVID positive. They would have to just cry unclean. Stay six feet away from me. They had all of these quarantines in place. And the Bible said so they were a great far off. Why did they stand afar off? Because they knew about social distancing back in Israel. <laughs> and you know what? It actually works. Like if you keep social distancing from someone then you're not going to catch COVID from them because those droplets don't go for 50 yards, right? And if you don't, if that doesn't work, you can unfriend them on Facebook and have some real social distancing, right? <laughs> the Bible says that these men stood afar off. But first of all, I'd like to deal, and, and this morning, to focus on giving him thanks. As Jesus passed by, notice the priority of giving him thanks. And you know, have you ever gotten things mailed as Christmas gets closer? You say, would you like to send this regular or priority? What is priority? Gets there quicker. Unless like in FedEx, they threw a bunch of packages down a ravine. My wife was showing me, maybe I don't want that driver. Okay? <laughs> but that's not where they go. I'm sure no one lived down there except the Unabomber. Okay, No one lives down there in that ditch. But there's a priority of giving Jesus thanks. And especially when you're going through something hard, man, doesn't God get our attention when things get rough? And we find that there's a priority. The Bible says they had the priority of getting Jesus' attention. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. You ever seen those kids in class? You're supposed to raise your hand, right? And the teacher will call on you, and you know the answer, and you want to answer it, and the teacher doesn't call on you. So you begin to kind of pump your hand up and down just in case the teacher didn't see. And then if this teacher, maybe because you answer all the questions, I don't know. And then maybe the teacher doesn't like you. But after, you're supposed to raise your hand, that's the instruction, right? But after that, I don't know, most people have probably done this, ooh, 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 ooh. They just, they just start to make noises so that the teacher 
make sure that the teacher can see who they are. And you know what? That's what they did. They didn't just wave their hands as Jesus was passing by, but they began to cry out to the Messiah. They began, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. We're going to get his attention some way, somehow. You know, when you come to the house of God, don't leave without getting the attention of Jesus Christ. God responds to a cry from a heart that is in need. The Bible said they have a priority of getting his attention. And they had a priority to follow his word. The Bible says that when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourself unto the priests. Those were the, the health care workers. They would declare someone, you, you're, you don't display the symptoms of leprosy or COVID anymore. You can go back into society. They would tell you you're good. It was like going to Walgreens and say, oh, you're good. Your healthcare provider, you're good. No symptoms of leprosy or COVID or whatever. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourself unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, man, has God ever laid it on your heart to do something and you just have the priority to just do it? You know, just like Nike, just do it. And I like that Nike... Uh, uh, slogan, if you please. Because how do you win? The word Nike comes from the Greek goddess of victory. It's a good name. Nikeo, which means to have victory. It's a Greek word. But how do you get victory? Just by doing it. How do you do the dishes? Just by doing it. And you know that I'm thankful that if you want victory, oh man, you want victory in your household, do the dishes. Let your wife go. Okay, just do the dishes. You're not that tired, okay? It only takes 10 minutes. You want to be a blessing to just do it. Say, preacher, but I don't have time to exercise. Just do it. I don't have time to read my Bible. Just do it. Why? Make it a priority. And you see, there's a priority of thanksgiving. I have time for whatever I put first. Amen? The Bible said that they just went to the priest. They just took off. Jesus told them, and there was a priority of giving him thanks. God, we're going to go and do whatever you want us to do. And the Bible says, and as they went, they were cleansed. Isn't that something? That as they went, and you know, sometimes it might take us, I believe God cleaned them right there. Boom. But it took them a little while to realize, I'm not what I was before. You know, I, I used to serve alongside this preacher. Now, some of you may not know this, okay? But we had cassette tapes. I said, preacher, I don't even know what that is. It looks like a reel-to-reel -reel projector inside of a little piece of plastic, right? So all this little black tape in there, and you played music with them, okay? If you don't know what that is, you were the coolest thing since sliced bread if you used to have cassettes. Because they came after records, but now no one really has them anymore, right? So there were also these tiny little cassettes. Okay, and you would have an answering machine and you would take these tiny little cassettes and they're like mini cassettes, right? And you'd stick them in there and you'd record your greeting and then messages on your phone, you'd plug this into your landline and it would be, it's like, preacher, what's a landline? It's a phone that you actually hook into the wall, not to recharge it, but to actually have service, okay? We had these things back in the day, okay? And so this preacher said he had gotten saved and he saw this uh, little cassette tape. And he, he put it in there and he played it and someone began to curse, you know, and swear on that little cassette tape. And he was listening to it and he realized, 
huh, that was me. It was him before he had gotten saved. You know that sometimes we don't realize just what God brought us out of. It takes a little bit of an eye opener to someone look at you and say, you're not who you used to be. And I wonder if one of these guys went to scratch his leg or whatever and he looked up and his leg was clean or his arm was clean. It didn't have that leprosy on it anymore. Well, they had a priority of the Bible says giving him thanks. So what did they do? And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back. The other guys went their way, but he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. You know, it's interesting. If you ask those other nine lepers, they didn't go back to Jesus. If you ask them, are you thankful? Do you know that I believe they would say, of course I am. I'm back with my family. I got a job. I've got a, uh, you know, I've got, uh, I'm in society again. I'm thankful. God did something for my life. But it's interesting. Jesus said, where are the nine? Only one came back. You know, it's interesting. If you've eaten a big Thanksgiving meal, what do people do as soon as the, the meal's over? Let the woman clean it up. I gotta watch football, right? And you wonder why you might hear pans rustling around in there a little bit. Why? Said, preacher, was the food good? Yeah, it was really good. But did you tell your wife that? Mm. You know, when kids receive something, you say, what do you say? Because kids get it and they're like, yeah, I'm gone. Are they thankful? Yeah, they love it. They're ripping stuff out. Trash is falling on the ground. Are they thankful? Yes. But do they tell the person that gave them that thank you? You know, that's all God is waiting for. And sometimes if we don't say thank you to a host, they'll perceive it as ingratitude. All God wants to hear is thank you, giving him thanks. And there's a priority. Say, so preacher, what about today? It's not just being thankful, but man, going to the house of God and standing in the midst of people to say, God, we glorify you and give you thanks. We're putting you above everything else on the first day of the week to say, thank you, Jesus. Brethren, let's stand. Let's just lift up our hands and say, thank you, Jesus. God, thank you for our health. We're not in the hospital today. God, thank you for the freedom to worship. God, even thank you for leftovers, God. We will give you the glory this day to give you thanks. God, it's not perfect, but God, oh, so many things that we can be thankful for this morning. Thank you for our family. Thank you for our cars. Thank you for the gasoline that is in them. And God, we will give you the glory in Jesus' perfect name. If you love the Lord, say amen. 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 You may be seated. The priority of giving him thanks. That's what Jesus said. Put me first. Put me first. You know, that's, Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. You know why he said that? He doesn't want to take you and take away your fun. He wants to take away your anxiety. You know, when you seek ye first the kingdom of God, you don't have to take thought. That means to be anxious about tomorrow. What if I miss the Black Friday sale? It was the first 50 get the TV for $249. Look, there's other TVs out there, okay? There's other sales. There's Cyber Monday, and then there's another Tuesday, and then there's all kinds of shopping out there. Don't worry about it. Put God first and give Him thanks and let Him take away your anxiety. Amen. Amen. I wonder, I was telling my wife was helping me out, and we were trying to do things, and it wasn't working out. My wife said, hey, God's ordering our steps. 
You know, when something doesn't work out, give God a chance to prove that he's got a plan and put him first and let him work things out. Give him thanks. That's really what tithe is. Tithe is just giving God thanks for all that he's already given us. Tithe is a tenth of what the Lord has blessed you with. So there was this grandpa that gave his two grandsons a box of 10 chocolates, right? And grandson number one, probably like me as a six-year-old, ate them all. (laughs) And there's trash all over the place, and then you're just laying on the ground with a tummy ache, right? That was me. And when I was done eating my Halloween candy, I would eat my scissors, okay? (laughs) Now I eat my daughters. (laughs) But the other grandson looked at the 10 chocolates that were beautiful from the grandfather and said, wow, Grandpa, I'm so thankful here. You take the first one. You know, that's what thankfulness is. It's just giving God thanks first and say, God, I want to show you my gratitude of what you've done in my life. But then we see the position. So put God first. Put God first. And then what would make God happy in this situation? Put him first. You know, when he went to the cross, he put us first. And he put his father before us, before him. He put himself third, fourth, fifth down the road behind all of our sin and all of our woe. And he took it upon him. And he said, not my will, but thine be done, God first. And then the position of giving him thanks. How do you give someone thanks? The Bible says in our Bible reading, uh, he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And you know that... There is a position of thanks. I know it's not the position of your body, okay? I know it's not just saying thanks, but there is a position that God is looking for. You know what a blood pressure machine is? I have a blood pressure machine. Say, preacher, are you old and unhealthy? Older, but hoping to be healthy. That's why you monitor your blood pressure. So my, my diastolic was high. So your blood pressure is measured with systolic over diastolic and it has these millimeters of mercury right so it measures the pressure of your blood that is circulating in your veins against the walls of the veins okay and you don't want too high a pressure because just like you can have a tire blowout you can have a vein blowout you don't want that okay so my mom got me a machine and uh thankfully it was pretty good you know i most of them were good some of them were a little high so and uh, so I put it on this morning. I haven't done it for a while. Got it out of the closet, stick it on there, turned it on, E. And you put this little like cuff on with the Velcro and it's got the little, little hose, the air hose to the machine. And so I, I kind of redid it a little bit. Press go, E. You know what E means? Not excellent, it means error. It means it's not working. And I'm thinking this crazy machine, battery's probably dead. Then I looked at the little picture of the guy with, and I had it on like backwards. Mm. So I put it on right and it actually worked. Do you know that that's how it is with God? Say, well, I come and I lift my hands up. I know, but what about the position of our heart? Just like the blood pressure, you've got to do it a certain way. No, it's not just laying down on your face, but it's saying, God, your Lord And I'm not. You know, this woman said, my husband and I have a difference of opinion. We have two different religions. And you say, really? Yeah. What do you mean? He thinks he's God and I don't. (laughs) 
But the Bible said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, what? The Lord Jesus. That means He's absolute ruler. That means if I had to, I would get down on His face. That means if you look in heaven, they do fall down on their face. Man, people worship rock stars down here. But they can't change your heart. They can't save, save you from sin. But I will fall down on my face and worship Jesus. Let the position of my heart get lower and make Jesus higher because that God can do greater things. If I stay out of his way let God be God and if I can just get a little bit lower I'll just let God that raised him that raised Jesus from the dead have all power in my life and the Bible said with the heart it's that blood pressure God's looking for it's with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation giving him thanks in the position of God your Lord I'm not your Lord God have you ever wanted to do something and God's like no and you're like okay Lord (laughs) You know, that's exactly what we want to live that way. Say, well, preacher, I have my own agenda, but I want my agenda to be God's agenda. I want my agenda to say, preacher, as a pastor, one time I was going to go and have to correct someone. And I don't like that. I, and if you think that pastors enjoy correcting people, no. <laughs> and uh, so I, I went and I saw the person. And I'm getting ready. You know, they were just—they just needed to do right. They knew better. You know, not like a new Christian. I'm not talking about that. And so I went and I'm walking up to them, and the Holy Ghost touches my heart as I'm walking up, changes my agenda, like the whiteboard, just races the whole thing, and says, "Encourage them." That's what the Holy Ghost said. And so I'm here going, "Oh, <laughs> so what did you do? Did you get one good lick in?" No. I begin to encourage the person. And you know that that person is still serving God to this day. You know that we don't need, we know what we do wrong. We just need some encouragement. We need someone to come along and say, you can do it. You know, you can serve God. You can do whatever God wants you to do. And that position of giving thanks, you can let God be God in any situation. That's the position. The last thing, the product. The product of giving him thanks. After he got up, or maybe was still on the ground, Jesus told him something that the others didn't hear. He said, arise, go thy way. You know that God is continually, if you read in the Bible, people fall down before the Holy Ghost. They fall down before the presence of God. They fall down in heaven. You know, if you read in the Bible, you'll find that over and over, God is setting people up again on their feet. He set them up on their feet. He set them up on their feet. What does Jesus say? Get up. You know, God doesn't want us to live on our face, to crawl around on broken glass. God's like, get up and walk like a man. Get up and walk like a woman. You know, when God, when you have a a time of giving God thanks, God restores you. And you can kind of lift yourself up and say, man, I know what I'm supposed to do now. And the product of giving him thanks, it says, go thy way. Isn't that interesting? God's got a plan for your life. Thy faith hath made thee whole. So God gave him an introduction into what really drives the Christian's life. Your faith in me makes you whole. You know, the word, we're not saved by works, but by grace we're saved. The Bible says through faith. Not of works lest any man should boast. Faith in God's blood. Faith in God's cross. Faith in God's resurrection. Faith in God's forgiveness. Faith in what Jesus has done. And the Bible said after that, the product of giving him thanks. 
I'm not stuck in my house all day saying thank you, God. After I get out of church, I'm like, man, let's go. Let's go eat. Let's go shop. Let's go do whatever. Why? But I just want to put God first. I put God first. I make sure that everything is right with me and God. I'll pray. You know, sometimes you have to ride the altar like a bronco. Say, God, I need to ride this altar again. Preacher, have you been to the altar? I visit at the altar probably a few nights. Man, I, I go to the altar and, and meet with God if I have a need. And say, God, you know what? If I took you off that, if I took you off the pedestal where you should be here, I'm putting you back. And God, just be God. Because I want to give you thanks for all you've done, for all that you have done, for all that you will do, and for all that you are. And you know that this is the time where if your heads, you could bow your heads and close your eyes. Giving him thanks. There was a little boy that was asked to pray for Thanksgiving. And he said, Jesus, thank you for my mommy and my daddy. Thank you for the food we have eaten not only today, but every day. Thank you for my toys. And thank you for my little brother and my older sister. And the little boy continued and said, and most of all, Jesus, Take care of yourself, <laughs> because without you, we have no hope. And you know, we need Jesus today. And without him, we have no hope in this world, but with him, all things are possible with God. All relationships are possible. All financial possibilities, they're there with Jesus. So what does God want me to do about it? Give him thanks. Make it a priority. Make it a position of your heart. And you know what the product will be? Goodbye anxiety. Goodbye problems. When a man's ways please the Lord, the Lord will make even his enemies to be at peace with him. Goodbye enemies. He doesn't say they'll be your friend, but God will take care of them and they won't bother you. And all you have to do is just give him thanks. So let's find a place to pray. Let's give him thanks. You know, if you have anything to give him thanks for, him thanks. And let's direct that praise and that thanksgiving towards Jesus. The one from whom all spiritual blessings in heavenly places come. Jesus gives us all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, they are given directly to us. What are you going to supposed to do? I'm just going to say thank you, Jesus. I'm going to take this time. I'm going to make my heart under your feet, God. Let me be under your feet, God, because you put the devil under my feet. And Jesus is worth it. Giving him thanks.